Romeo Said Walrus Can you write my theme song To my new podcast Said what's your podcast called Two Max Holograph Podcast 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 Two Max Two Max Holograph Intro and ma'am, we are on a roll now, doing two in a row. Um, went from not doing a podcast to doing two in a day. It's gonna be awesome. Um, this is episode twenty-one. Dude, we're legal. We can get drunk. We can officially get drunk. Twenty-one and over, homie, like the alcoholics. This is episode twenty-one of the Two Max Hologram Podcast. Man, I'd like to thank you know platform collection for having me. And uh, and all all the all the podcasts on on platform, you know what I'm saying? Support support that website. If you if you're listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher or, or TuneIn, super appreciated. Um, super appreciated, man. This is and this is my Oprah Oprah show. This is my two max favorite things. We're stealing the idea uh, from uh, what's that? Action Bronson. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's a joke from another show. But uh, fucking uh. We'd like to thank you guys. This is the Oprah show. I was thinking, you know, I, I can't come out here through the power, through the radio and be like, you get a car, you get a car. You know, like, you know, like, can't just be like, if you look under your driver's seat right now, you're going to find a, my favorite lotion and shit. You know, it doesn't work like that. So, so, so I was kind of thinking right now as, as, cause I just came up with this concept a few minutes ago. I was like the, the Tumex favorite show and my favorite thing show. What could be my favorite things? that that um that i could give you and, and basically all i can give you is music you know art and, and stuff like, or or advice my favorite advice my favorite art my favorite I, I'm, so i'm gonna go down my favorite things i'm gonna, some of these things you're gonna have to put in some work and uh look up you know what i'm saying because some some of these things aren't are not available to you like this this is like oprah show but they're not because I can't give you shit. You know what I'm saying? I can be like, I can, but it's going to be like, it's going to be, this show is going to be like a, like a scavenger hunt. So if, if you're in Los Angeles, if you're out of LA and you're not planning on visiting LA, you're fucked. Cause I'm just going to be like my favorite taco spot, you know, my favorite this and that. So should we, give somebody something we should, you know what? We should, we're going to, if, if someone actually sends if actually yeah you know what if actually someone sends a picture i'm gonna i'm gonna pick five places and if you take a picture outside of those five places and you send it to us and show us that you went to those five places for us then yeah we'll, we'll send you you can send us an email and we'll send you a package of some stuff like some shirts and stickers <laughs> like i'm about to throw i'm throwing a lot of shit in my house because I'm moving someone in, so I'm about to, I can just give you shit that I have in the house that I'm throwing out, like old shirts that don't fit, and shit like that, like shirts that are, there's shirts that I have for free that people gave me that 
don't fit me. So like, but I don't want to throw them away. And I haven't gone to Salvation Army in a half second. So if if you look behind your shoulder, Chris, you see a pile of clothes. That's for Disky's brother, who's kind of like big, and he's big like me. So I, I take everything. That's a fat pile. That's like the third time I do this in a year. So I basically, with all the free shit I get, I, I take the shit I like and all this other stuff. I, I give it to Disky's brother because he's a fat ass like me, and he fits clothes. Just like Rocco. Shout out to Rocco from Dilated back in the day. Rockas used to come to my house and give me four pairs of shoes like every year because they'd give him 20 pairs of shoes being from dilated peoples and he just me and him are both the same shoe size so for about ra- randomly for about five years Rocco used to just come to my house and just give me a pair of shoes four pairs like here's here's and they were all dope but they they'd be dope but obviously they weren't like he didn't he didn't want them so like they're dope but like you look at his shit, and it was like his shit. His 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 Nikes were a little bit tighter than the ones he threw me. Or Merce, shout out to Merce, who one time just came to my door after not talking to me for like years and just brought me a pair of Mr. Cortez Nikes. That was kind of cool. I don't know if they didn't fit him or he just was like Merce was just cool like that. You know what I'm saying? Bipolar and shit. He just thought about being like loving and shit, and he was really cool that day. But uh, this is two max for everything, so I wish they could spin a wheel. And it land on, on, on me saying something good. But let's see. I guess we could start with favorite food. My favorite places to eat. I'm going to give you my, my, my three favorite places to eat. And you can hit any one of them. My first favorite place to eat is Okie Dog. Okie Dog. Conveniently located on Pico and Redondo. Okie Dog. Now, what is an Okie Dog, you may ask? An Okie Dog is a two tortillas, right? And inside it has two hot dogs pastrami chili and cheese it's it's and it's wrapped like a burrito so it's two hot dogs pastrami chili and cheese and it's wrapped up in a, in a, in a hot it's like and it's like weighs like a pound and it's like four dollars it's amazing i've been eating it since i was 10 and uh that's why i weighed that's why i had fat problems when i was young because so i was fat and greasy face that's why i had acne because i ate those shits all the time but but that's that's number one spot. Number two spot, late, I call this spot the late night hype because it's 24 hours a day and shit. It's a Chabolitas. It's on Western by the 10 freeway, right there on Western between Washington and Adams, on the 10 freeway. And uh, that's that's 24 hours. That's a spot to go get your tacos, and burritos. Late late night spot. I mean it's like literally two in the morning. I've seen Medusa, Abstract Rude. I've seen many a hip hop luminary there but uh and then three my favorite thai spot is thai barbecue original thai barbecue on on venice and i think it's right past it's past robertson it's on the west side actually i'll I'll guide you to the og one the og one is on uh normandy off of normandy and third right around there right around normandy and third original thai barbecue that's the spot. Wings of Angels is my shit. Those are my favorite food spots. This show is only going to work if a lot of the favorite things that I do is music. So let me, let, let's switch over from food. We're, we're going to bounce back from things that are physical to, to music. So uh, my going into the, my favorites concept, uh, some of my favorite things, I guess I'm going to tell you some of my favorite music. And it's not all hip-hop. Um, my favorite band... They're called the Eels. E-E-L-S, I don't know. 
E-E-L-L-S. I don't know how you spell eel, but but uh, E-A-L-L-S. I don't know. The Eels. They've been on, they were on Geffen Records. Man, the Eels are the shit. Songwriting, amazing. Songs, fucking out of control. First album, first five albums, amazing. They're at the point now where I haven't been following them like I used to. Because every time they put an album out, they put out like a 35-song triple album. They, I just saw that they put out a double concert thing and shit. Like, they, they, they go hard as fuck. If I have one Eel song to play you to try to win you over... And in fact, if you're a fan of me, there's a song called on Gloria with a K-Rocker, Elizabeth on the Bathroom Floor. That's, that's, that's an Eel song that I flipped. Or if you're into the Look Daggers, Beautiful Freak, I flipped that song. That's an Eel song. But uh, I have one eel song to try to win you. They even like hip hop. They 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 at shows sometimes. They've 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 gone from from playing their music to, I think one time they did Afro Man. I think I got high. I think one time they did uh, Missy Elliott. Next time I'm missing now. Hold on, hold on. They did that shit. That shit is dope. You know what I'm saying? They're dope as fuck. In fact, Butch Butch, who was the drummer of the Eels. He, he, they, besides playing on like Fiona Apple and shit like that, they, 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 they've all played. Cool G Murder, who's, who's in the Eels, he played bass lines for Ice T back in the day and played bass lines on a lot of fucking hip hop songs. So these fools are not oblivious to hip hop. Um, so the song I'm going to choose for you and, and smoke a joint to this too. You know what? I'm going to play you a song. It's kind of dope. It's like on some like poetry shit. I'm trying to think which is really, really dope. I'm thinking of a dope-ass eel song. You know what? It's called Susan's House. So this is the eels, Susan's House. It's from their first album. I think, I believe it's 1996 or 1997 on Geffen. And this is my favorite band, man. They're called the eels. All their shit is dope. But this is a cool little song. So this is the eels, Susan's House. Two Mac's favorite thing show. So be, be, while you're driving, look under your seat. You might find a joint. Susan's house Going over 
enjoyed that that was kind of dope right this shit's fucking uh, i was always into that um another another one of my favorite uh i'm just gonna bounce back from musical genres just to be like just i kind of like it'll, it'll give you a sense of like where my head's at you know a lot of people are always asking me what am i influenced by i think i think the second or third episode ever of the two max hologram wasn't it something like this kind of too where where I, where I was like, let me show you things like Justin Warfield and shit like that. I think one of our early episodes was similar to this in the sense that I played you hip-hop songs that are, are rare songs or some shit like that. But uh, this is the Two Max Favorites episode. and uh, One of my favorite, you know, I'm always talking about them every episode. I just got off tour with AC Alone. One of my favorite, obviously, Freestyle Fellowship. I love, love, love love freestyle fellowship love them you know lucky enough to see them at the good life all this kind of stuff been lucky to make records with them all this shit like that people there's there's two kinds of people on this earth there's people that like freestyle fellowship and get into it and might be like oh i fucking see it i can see it i i get it i i see the progressiveness i, I understand what you're you know the beats the, the way they ride it they they you know they're 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 hard you know it's a little hardcore you know but then there's people that are just like, eh, I don't give a fuck. Win me over, show me something. So I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna show you a song from Freestyle Fellowship. It's, we might have even played it on the shit before, but I don't care because it's my favorite show. It's called Pure Thought. You ever, you ever, you ever played that? You know what I'm talking about? You know that? Do you know that song? It's Pure Thought. And and this song to me, man, when I hear this song, it's like, it's just like. I don't know, man. It's like as a songwriter, and you know, I think if you if you may try to make progressive music and shit, or you try it, like sometimes you push the boundaries and shit. Man, there's times when you hear something, and you're like, how the fuck? Where? Why did they go there? How? How could I go there? How can I go there? How can I like push myself? 
And this is the kind of shit that, that, that brings me joy. Like, this is the kind of shit that makes, you know, this makes me happy. It makes me feel alive because it's not some boring ass shit that has no meaning and just self-centered drivel. This is like shit that's just amazing. So I'm going to lace you with a pure thought by Free Self Fellowship. And in fact, I'm going to lace you with two songs so you can meditate on these two jams. And then you, and then we can come back and converse. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, like, uh, have you seen Mike Myers on Saturday Night Live? He's like, the industrial revolution was neither industrial nor revolutionary. Discuss. So we're gonna, it's like that. So I'm gonna hit you with, uh, I'm gonna hit you with Freestyle Fellowships, Pure Thought, and then after that, I'm gonna hit you with, I'm gonna hit you with, releasing hypnotical gases by, organized confusion which are, are two just great songs. And if your wig isn't blown by the end of these two songs, then, then I'm going to come back and blow your wig with two more songs. So enjoy those songs. This is the 2Max favorite, favorite show, Platform Collection. Check it out.
Look from whence forth I come, riding the wind, thus eliminating competition from bird's eye view. I'm descending in helicopters in a village raid. Flesh will burn when exposed to the poetical germ grenade. I'm highly intoxicating your mind. When I'm operating on cell walls to membranes, cytoplasms and protoplasms disintegrate, I'm eliminate, I'm not on one atom in battle, I display a nuclear raid that'll destroy bone marrow and cattle, thereby destroying the entire food supply that's crawling with AIDS, maggots, flies, it's ironic, one of demonic, government utilizes bionics in a six million dollar man to capture me, clever, however, you can never ever begin to apprehend a hologram, who's determined to fight solely, to defend and war the land of the holy, I threw a rock and I ran, cause I couldn't stand anymore within the depths of the sand. So don't ask me who's sane, cause the hypnotical gas is all eating my brain. Twenty thousand leagues down below, minus 143 degrees. Seize the info, gather the archaeology, the aftermath needs to follow this, cause it's deep, equivalent to the esophagus, spreads to scientists, aka optimist, prime time, television is dead on this issue and very much irrelevant to this intuition, deleting any aliens are indescriptible, mortal competition with infrared like vision, precision, beams, colors, reds, fuses, lime greens, black, don't you know my formulas, form dope lyrics, self-live spirits, and you're why here it's fatal to walk the path of confusion where it's torture some cherish while most human-like beings perish subjected to death their bodies don't agree with the hypnotical intellect poetical acid is burning up flesh at the end of the corridor you see me sitting the jotting more grotesque literature somewhat equivalent to concentrated sodium hypochlorite insight foresight more sight the clock on the wall reads a quarter past midnight you feel nauseous forever you will avoid my royal presence as a step into darkness Now is the time to stretch your brain to its maximum. I am one who is one with all things, thus the unorthodox I am, the paradox I am. Did you like that? Did you feel that? That was kind of cool, right? Yeah, I definitely like those. Definitely like those songs, man. Those, those songs get me. I mean, if you can, if you start memorizing those songs, man, that that's just like, that's. I think, I think, um, I think in school, man. Even that um, that organized confusion song, you know, wake up to the mathematics of an erratic rap, rejuvenated around the sort of automatic, poetical, medical medicine for the cerebellum, how to furtum and furtum and so, you know, that, that whole fuckade, you know. I am one who is one with all things, thus the adorthodox I am, the paradox I am, the equinox extending my hand, you know, all that kind of shit. You should play that for kids. Like, we should play that for kids at a young age. We should bombard, you should put that in kids' bellies and shit when they're, when they're, when, you know, ladies, are you pregnant, ladies in the audience? Or, or all the homies out there that plan to get the ladies pregnant? When you get your lady pregnant, you need to put the headphones, the sonogram, and, and, and do an experiment for me. I want you to put that, you know, I might have to get my lady pregnant just to see if this shit happens. And just put, like, Edon records in her tummy. You know what I'm saying? See if it makes your kid more intelligent. To, to, to play them like dope dope ass progressive shit you know what i'm saying anyway going back to uh my favorite things what are other favorite things let's see like my favorite what let's see give me a concept you guys got any ideas what are my favorite porn star damn that's a good ass question you know what 
my favorite porn star for a little while. You know what? I fell into the I fell into the I fell into the Mia Khalifa trap trap. I fell into that for a hot second. I cannot lie. I was like, man, huh? Yeah, only one day? You went one day? See, I don't even know. I'm going to punch that up right now. Roxy Reynolds? I'm going to punch that up. Because, like, you know what? I've been, I've been uh, porn-wise, these last couple of years, I've been really I've been really about amateurs. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, dude. But I fell into the, I'm, I fell into the Mia Khalifa track. Because you know why? Her, her, she's all into sports and shit. Like, I follow her on Instagram, and she has all these stupid jokes about she's all into sports and shit. But porn-wise... I was into it for a couple, like, the first, that first wave, the first three or four scenes, oh, I was like, oh, my God. But now that she's a star, I kind of like, see, it's like, it's like hip-hop, you know? Porn stars are like hip-hop. It's like, once they become stars, you're like, I don't you're not really checking for them anymore. You know what I mean? My, I fell into the, me. my, my homegirl, my homegirl was a, my homegirl that I actually kicked it and kicked it on this couch. And just like a chill ass person, my homegirl, the porn star, her name is, uh, you should punch her up. Uh, what is her porn star name? Uh, she, oh, her porn star's name is Angel Del Rey. Yeah, Angel. In fact, she has like a, she has a, she has a verse from Idea, like tatted on her side, like on her side. She has like an Idea verse tatted on her side. So that was kind of interesting. I'm not, it's not really, she's like my, she's actually my homegirl. So like actually seeing a scene or two, I was kind of like, Oh, okay, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, I, it was out of curiosity to look at it, but I was like, it was not something I'm like super into because she was just actually my homegirl. But she actually has a verse from Idea, like on her on her side right there. But I don't know. You seen it? Did y'all punch it up? I like how both of these guys went straight to their phones, <laughs> like fuck the show, just went straight to their phones. But this is the, this is the two mix of, yeah, she's been on this couch chilling. She's a, I used to go pick her up and we kick it and fucking go eat and shit. She's chill and shit. And then she just kind of disappeared for a while. She like disappeared for like a year and then came back. So sounds like there's porn going on in the other room right now. But anyway, um, I'm I'm trying to think think oh, if there's anybody else that in, that in the last couple of, man this fool actually punched the porn up, turned it on, the vocals came out. Yeah, yeah, he's like, you approve, right? You should, uh, she could be a guest on your show if you want. Yeah, so you guys have that porn show, or whatever. But uh, um, yeah, so I fell into the Mia Khalifa trap. But I, if you really want to take it back, um, I'm gonna throw a couple shout outs. But they're, you know, see, my my favorite stars, they're they're, they're unsigned. Yeah, they're underground. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, I would say. I was into Lexi Bell for a hot second, if, if you know who Lexi Bell is. And I was into, uh, I was into, uh, what's her name? Oh, man, I'm trying to think of her name. There was this one that, that I, was all into, I was all into for a hot second, but I was into one named Mary Jane. It was just, like, real super plain, just random. She got pregnant, though, so it's like, it was over. It's like. It's like, you know what I mean? I don't like them when they get pregnant. It was like, oh, it's like, not cool, but. Yeah. I got, I got a lot of, I got porn star homegirls, though. Shout out to Sparky St. Clair, who's our, who's my homegirl. Shout out to, uh, 
even though I don't think she does it anymore. When they, you know, who was really underground hip hop and was super cool, she was into the shapeshifters and and stuff like that. Was a, uh, oh man, you gotta punch her up. What was her name? I'll tell you right now. Uh, oh, punch up Rachel Solari. Shout out to Rachel Solari. She was super cool, man. I actually kicked her. With, she was super. She yeah, she did a photo shoot too for for like the two Mac shirts one time. She did a. She's like Mexican and Polish or something. Solari, S-O-L-A-R-I. This is the Tumex favorite show. So I, I hope I'm not causing accidents in the streets right now for people driving like and trying to like punch up these porn stars on the on the fucking yeah, blonde yeah. The, we've got we've got one approval. Like this show has come to a fucking halt right now. Like like right now this whole show this production has gone into a halt. Like it's like just people on their phones right now. Yeah. Am I getting some thumbs up? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So there we go. So shout out to them. But that was so that's it though. I really haven't been too much into too much into anybody. But I, I like I said, I did fall into the Mia Khalifa trap and Lexi Bell maybe. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I'm 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 in love right now, like super hardcore in love right now. So I'm like, I'm not fucking like. It's like when you're really really in love, like. That porn is just like, that shit's like a temporary thing, shit. When I was single, I was way at it all the time, like a fucking, I just fucking was abusing myself. I just abused my body, you know what I mean? I was just like fucking, but I'm cool on that shit right now. But um, let's see, give me another favorites. We did food, porn stars. We're going to get more into music because this is really a music prep. Favorite what? Who's your favorite wrestler? My favorite wrestler. Oh, they, favorite wrestler. Man. I guess I can't go away from what it, it's it's Ric Flair, the Nature Boy. Ric Flair is my favorite wrestler. Uh, that's so the, that's the same as Noah James. Noah James is his favorite. Yeah, cause dude, woo, you know, he come out. He was like, you know, and he would come out and be all like, you know, jet setting, and he was coming out in the robes and 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 his, you know, the Four Horsemen. It was all apocalyptic and the Four Horsemen, you know, styling and profiling. To be the best, you gotta beat the best. I mean, he was like, take a ride on Space Mountain. Take a ride on Space <laughs> Mountain. Yeah, Ric Flair was my favorite dude. With, and then second to him was uh, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning. Rest in peace, dude. Mr. Perfect. Just the, the characters were. It was always the obnoxious dudes, like, you know, absolutely perfect. He'd throw the fucking dart and it always land in the middle. He would throw a football to himself. He threw a football and he'd cut and he'd catch it. Like every time he shot a basketball, I went in. You know, and it's like Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning. Um, even it's like all my the Blue Blazer was one of my favorites. Owen Hart that passed away. I was a big Blue Blazer fan. And then and then the rare. If you want to really go rare, this is like only literally. I've talked about this to like only like three people, four people know about this group. But there was a. Back in the NWA days and like the T and the TBS NWA days, like back in the OG Ric Flair days, when when they were performing in that in that one studio with that they'd have that blue ring when there was only like 30 people in the audience. Back during those like 87 times, Starcade 87, there was a there was a group. It was Brad Armstrong and Chris something, and there were these two little skinny white dudes, and they called themselves the New Breed. And they were like they were basically like a. They were tall and skinny, and they had crazy, like, punk rock hair. They had, like, their hair shaved all crazy, but they were more, like, they weren't as buff as the Road Warriors, but their concept was, like, they were from the future. 
And they were like, 2,000. And they were all like, they were all like saying that they were from the future. And they were like, we're from the future in 2000. And it was like, the character wasn't developed very well, but I just like, they're called a new breed. And I just like that concept. You know what I'm saying? Like 2000 and shit. It was like 2000. It was like 80 fucking four. It was like 87. And they're talking about the year 2000 and shit. So I kind of like that. Those dudes. I liked, uh, I'm trying to think of characters that I really, really like. I mean, I really like Mr. Perfect. I really like Jake the Snake Roberts. I was a big time Jake the Snake Roberts fan. Like, I was really into, like, I was really into him. I was really into, um, who else was I really into? I was into the Texas Tornado. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Kerry Von Erich. I was into, I was into him from the NWA days. And when he came, by the time he came to the WWF, he was already on his, on his older leg. You know what I mean? But I like, I like that. I like, um, I'm looking at my wrestlers right now. I'm trying to think of which ones I really like. I used to like, he was cheesy, but I used to like the one-man gang. Remember the one-man gang? He was cheesy, but he was also the big boss man. You know that, right? So so, so he went from, I, I like the cheesy ones, dude, that would never win. Like SD Special Delivery Jones, he's right there and shit. One of my, yeah, he's right there. He's He was a jobber, man, but like for some reason they gave him, for one year, they gave him a doll and shit. He was dope. He would lose every week, but SD Special Delivery Jones, I like him and shit. I like, uh, so, you know, that's, but Ric Flair, dude. What, what constitutes, like, losing all the time, what, what constitutes why you like them? Um, well, the wrestlers that lose all the time, they're called jobbers. You know what I mean? They're, they're the dudes that somebody's got to lose. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, well, you just grow to like, you grow to like, want them to win. You know what I mean? It's like, they, they, you know, SD special delivery Jones was one that another dude named the Brooklyn brawler mm -hmm. who would lose all the time. And he lost like for a year or two. And then they actually let him win for a little while. So that was, that was dope. You know, like there's, there was another dude named Terry Hogan. Who looked, he was like, he looked like Hulk Hogan, but he was all skinny and old, but he looked like, and he had white hair, yeah, and he had the chops and like, like Hulk Hogan, and, um, you know, there's a, like the Conquistadors, there was these tag team wrestlers, and they were dressed in gold, like, like they were from Spain, so it was like, you know, you grow to like, if you watch somebody lose every week, you know what I'm saying, like, you, you grow to like, want them to fucking get there, you know what I mean? Right. You know, just as in life, you know, you lose all the time, so... It, it's good to see the, you know, it would be dope when you see a dude lose all the time and then he catches a win every now and then. Like, but yeah, so that's it, man. But but Ric Flair, you know, the four horse, the original four horsemen, which is Ric Flair, Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, and Ole Anderson. That was my favorite, the four horsemen. That's why me and Merce, for for the real fools that know what's up, me and Merce had a really short term band called called the Brainbusters. And that's Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson when they came to the WWF. They called themselves the Brain Busters, and that's why me and uh, me and Merce tried. Yeah, they 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 wrecked shop for like one year and then left. You know what I mean? They kind of like they 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 were trying to come at the WWF like with no gimmicks. Like they were like we're just you know two dudes in little shorts beating the shit out of everybody. You know, the Steiner brothers are Rick Steiner and Scott Steiner were were really fresh. They actually they. The Road Warriors is my favorite tag team, but yeah, dude, the Steiners were right up there, dude. I don't, 
That was really the. The powers of pain. Yeah, yeah. There's two. There's two groups that were like the road warriors. There was the powers of pain, and there was demolition. Oh, demolition. Demolition yeah. on WWF. Yeah. Demolition was dope. Yeah. They fought at a WrestleMania, didn't they? Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Demolition. Oh, demolition held it down. One of the guys from Demolition, he was a. He, he had another character that failed that that he did for a while. That was dope. He was like the what do you call somebody that that comes to get cars that when you don't pay for a car? The repo man. He was the repo man, dude. That was gotta fly. I like. I just watched. Yeah, I just watched. Uh, I just watched W. Last night I was watching WWE for the first time in a, in a minute, and you know like the characters. You know now the shit's. I like how I remember being little and Adrian Adonis would come. You know they'd always have like the gay. Yeah. wrestler like every three years some flamboyant you know gold dust gold dust yeah yeah no this dude adrian adonis was like like he he would he would wear like satin satin draws and shit and he was like a foot a scarf and he, and he was like what would be your wrestling persona what would be my wrestling oh i'll tell you man this is it this is my secret this is my secret favorite wrestler he died too man he, he was in wcw his name was uh, Mortis and he Canyon. There was a guy named Chris Canyon, and he was Canyon, but he was also Mortis. And in fact, he was three different people. He'd be Chris Canyon, which was himself. Then he'd be Canyon, which is him in a green outfit, and then he'd be Mortis. So he was actually three different people. And what I found out, and what I found out through through nerd being a nerd in in wrestling, was that he kept he was a training all the wrestlers. Which is why he would always, which is why he had to be three different people, because he was he was training them, so then they, you know, he'd have to be one of those three characters, like, so that you know the shit would follow through. Yeah. He was trained. Also, too, just a little tidbit, I'm such a wrestling fan that I am actually an extra in the movie. Let's get ready to rumble. Oh shit! You know what I'm talking about? Diamond upside down. Yeah, like, yeah, dude. Exactly. I'm a, I'm an extra in that movie. I was in the crowd scene during the whole that whole last big scene. So like they filmed that, that shit. With that giant cage and shit. Yeah, I was like, I got paid like I must have got paid like 75 bucks a day for 12 hour days. I was in that I was in that I was in that crowd somewhere right. But I was like in the crowd crowd like I was not nowhere to be found, but yeah. I was in that crowd dude like I'll never forget that. That's how much I love wrestling and shit. I was in that shit. But um yeah, Chris Canyon also, too, man, I, you know what? I have a penchant for failed wrestlers, much as in hip-hop. I, I, Adam Bomb, you know Adam Bomb? Anybody know Adam Bomb? He was like a dude that came out tall, big. Like He was like the prototype to Batista. He was like a big monster, like six foot eight, like black hair dude. And, and he had like goggles. And then his whole thing, Adam Bomb, was like a nuclear explosion in the background. And he was dressed in like hazard. He was like in red and yellow. Like I like Adam Bomb. I like um, I like wrestlers that didn't make it, man. I never doink. made. I didn't like Doink, doink but he was Doink the Clown. Everybody hates. Doink. Yeah, I didn't like Doink. I like uh, but I like oh man, you now you opened up the chamber, man. <laughs> you opened up the chamber, dude. I like uh, damn, there was one dude from that. It was Adam Bomb, and there was another dude that was real dope. 
I liked, I have Kamala's doll. I like Kamala. Kamala the Ugandan giant. He was, he was scary as fuck. He was real. His character, like, I really thought he was from Africa and was like, cause his shit was all like. He's like from the South. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He just recently, I think he recently passed away too. Or, now Kamala was dope. He was, that was like young, naive when you thought shit was kind of half-assed real and shit. I was so young. Like I thought that shit was real. But, uh, yeah, I like, I like, I like shit like that though. I like, uh, man, I like the Midnight Express. And shit like I like that old NWA. I like Nikita Koloff. You know what I'm saying? The Russian dude. I like I like all those like old fools and shit. I used to like the characters. WWF really did a good job of cartooning and everything, but I like Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah. I used to like Taz. Yeah, Taz was Taz dope. was dope. He got hurt real quick, right? He came to the WWF, he got hurt in his neck, and then he became a commentator. A commentator. Yeah. See that's what I do. Smackdown. I'll I was watching something on WWF and, and it was like, or W, whatever they call it now, WWE. And, and, uh, like, that's what happened to homie, uh, fucking, uh, uh, Daniel Bryant. He got hurt. So now he's like, I see him on the other show. He's on another show because, you know, he's still, they're still employing him, which is dope. He fucked up his neck, you know, so that's kind of crazy. But, anyways, yep, favorite wrestler. That's the wrestling category. Give me another favorite thing. Um, Let me see. Let's just be like. Oh, I'm Rick Scales from the Fresh State. Yeah. Nice to meet you all. But um, uh, favorite favorite R and B singer. Favorite R and B singer is most definitely. Uh, I thought you Keith were about Sweat. To say most deaf. No, no. <laughs> most definitely, most deaf right now. I'm just, uh, Keith Sweat. I like Key Sweat, dude. Something about... Is it like Make It Last Forever, Key Sweat, or like... Make nobody? It Last Forever, just that record. Yeah. Make It Last Forever, I Wanna... You know, that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That like, Teddy Riley shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. I, you know what? That, that leads... That was a great... That was a great segue, because favorite... Secretly favorite... Secret, secret genre of music, New Jack Swing. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. love New Jack Swing, dude. Shout out to my homie Pixter, who one time... Made a New Jack Swing CD. I lo- Teddy Riley's a genius, dude. I love, I love, I love New Jack Swing, man. I like Rex and Effect, Belle Biv DeVoe. Oh yeah, dude. I love Teddy Riley's amazing, dog. Like that, that. Well, you know what? New Jack Swing dancing is amazing. That's. I know you guys are on the. I know you guys are driving in your car. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? New Jack Swing is dope. I was really into New Jack Swing. Dude, it's a weird man. I was a weird kid, dude. New Jack Swing, which I couldn't do anyway. I wasn't like acting like I could dance that shit. I was, I was into New Jack Swing, and then I was into deep new wave, British, new romantics, new wave, and then I was into East Coast hip hop, and then I, you know, and then I was into like Doctor Demento and all that fucking like weird shit. So, yeah, dude, you know, I, we all pull from all these references. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and in fact. We're, um, just to show you some eclectic view, these next two songs that we're about to play, I'm actually going to play you two great New Jack Swing songs, actually, that are... So we're about to get into Rex in Effect, New Jack's... Don't believe a thing about the New Jack Swing. And, we're, and then we're actually going to get into They Might Be Giants, which is one of my favorite groups. And I was just singing this, show, I was singing this song. It's called Road Movie to Berlin. And it's, it's a weird-ass, stupid song, but I like it. The, the, okay, when you listen to Road Movie to Berlin, for all you rappers out there, the timing 
Watch, you're gonna you're gonna hear when the song he he kicks his verse, the timing, the music drops out, and then he catches this beat. You're gonna understand after when I explain to you. But here we go, Rex in effect, New Jack Swing, They Might Be Giants, Road Movie to Berlin. It's the two mix favorite show. Jack Swing. Yes, it's something funky that you can cling. All you gotta do is come on and sing. Word for word, every lyric that I bring. And it will surely sting your body when you step in cool inside a party. Watching all the girls just pumping like hotties. They have parts that look better than Ferraris. So I had the trotties dancing. With this girl, my life, I was chancing. Hoping she was the type for romancing. But my rap needed a little enhancing. Because this girl, it wasn't answering. Nothing I said. I started getting fed and turning red. Then I told her just a bit about Ted. She gave a wink and started to think, but then believe a thing about the new Jack Swing.
suburban and we'll go we were once so close to heaven peter came out and gave us medals declaring us the nicest of the ten Take the wheel and I will take the pedals. What? Don't believe a thing about the new Jack Swing, dude. Dude, I've you know what? And I should have I should have did Redhead Kingpin Pump It Hottie. Oh, shit. We're gonna have to put that's gonna be the outro song today. You know what I'm saying? Pump it hot, dude. Redhead, two Mex favorites. You wanna talk about my favorites? Redhead Kingpin is one of my favorite. Dude, Kilimanjaro style. Have you ever heard Kilimanjaro style by Red? We're gonna have to play that too. Kill. That's gonna. This that might be hard to find on the internet. Kilimanjaro style. That's that's Redhead Kingpin rapping over that bam bam bila bam bam bila dun dun and he's like dude he's so du-. he was he was kind of like a Will Smith thick char- character his rhymes were dope though dude like this is like that song Kilimanjaro style he's trying to do like a reggae thing where he's like you know you know uh, there's only one redhead one, and all the other reds got died by the sun. He's like, you know, and all this kind of shit. And he'll, he'll just be like, uh, you know, he says, uh, you know, he's doing this reggae style, and he's all like, uh, oh, man, that I'm the redhead campaign, so put your hands on your hold up a minute. I'm in it to win it. I have a lot of girlfriends, so I must keep my windows tinted. So no one can see who's inside my ride. And if my girlfriend sees, I'll just deny it was me. Oh, <laughs> oh dude, and he's like, we all get paid. Uh, you know, we get champagne and another crew get Gatorade. Oh, that shit is dope. But anyway, Red Kingpin, dude, he, pump it hottie because he names everybody. He's like, you, you're going you gonna to chill with my man R. Kelly. You're going to chill with Ovi. Oh, dude, I love that shit. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed that. Red, that was a Rex in Effect. And then what I was talking about with the They Might Be Giants song is uh, Road Movie to Berlin. They Might Be Giants, man. I think I've said this before one time. A long time ago, do you guys remember the Columbia Records thing? I, I don't know how old you are, but but back in TV Guide, when you gave a TV Guide, which was, TV Guide was like a Bible. Yeah, TV Guide used to be my Bible when I was a child. You took all the CDs. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But, it, dude, I'm so old, I did it with cassettes. Oh, so they have a Columbia, it was called the Columbia House Club, and you would join a club. If you sent them one penny, 
you take a penny, and they had a little circle for the penny. If you sent them one penny, like tape a penny, you sent them your name, your address, phone number, you join for one penny, you join the Columbia House. They let you pick 12 cassettes. So you pick 12 cassettes for one penny. But this is the catch. 12 cassettes, and 12 cassettes come to your house. It was amazing. You're like, oh my God, 12 cassettes. After that, though, for the next two years or some shit like that, you were you were committed to every month pay fifteen ninety five for one selection. Damn. So you it was a trap. So it was like, I, dude, I never paid. Like, I went into debt like three times on this shit. Like I did that. I was having cassettes sent to like the neighbor's house and shit. Like I was like running a scam. I almost got like fifty cassettes for free. But it, oh, I did all the crackhead for Columbia cassettes. But the long story short is this is the dope part about it. So I, I did that scam, right? I did that shit. They sent me the 15 cassettes or whatever. And then they, they if you don't pick, because you owe them now fifteen ninety five every month. If you don't pick something and send the money in, they, you still owe the money. They're going to send you their selection of the month. They're going to send you what they think is the selection of the month. And let me tell you, I thank God that they did that because they sent me They Might Be Giants Flood. And that that album, They Might Be Giants Flood, changed my perspective on art and music. I mean, it was like people like Open Mike Eagle, Bus Driver. We 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 have some rappers that are my are friends of mine. No, we we're, we're like secret. They might be giant fans. Like that album was genre splitting. I mean, it was like songs. Like it was like twenty songs, and it was like. You couldn't put your finger on every song. Was like, okay, this one's like salsa, new wave, and a there's an accordion in it. And then the next one, you're like, this one's like, oh, I don't know what you know. It's like this shit was so dope. And that song, Road Movie to Berlin, is just like a whistle, as you just heard it. But you know the lyrics, but their lyrics were so deep, like, like that song. You know, we're in. A road movie to Berlin Can't drive out the way we drove in So sneak out this glass of bourbon And we'll go Then the music drops out Two, three, four Time! And then it comes in perfectly on time Like as a rapper, you're like that's hard. It drops out, and he's like, "No music," and they're like, "Time won't find." It was so dope. Huh? That those. That's how I learned to flow. They have another song called, on that album called Letterbox, and he's like, "You never know what you find when you open up a letterbox tomorrow." Cause a little bird never tell me anything, and my best friend is a sparrow. And I never, never know what you never know what you know what you borrow. If I had a gun, I, like I was like, this is like Micah Nine to me. You know what I mean? Like styling, and you know just. And then just the lyrics were um, amazing. Like, like they were talking on a level at the time. I was like 13, 14, 15. They were talking to me on levels I couldn't, my mind couldn't wrap around. I couldn't wrap my mind around. You know, they had those songs on Animaniacs, you know, the show. You know, Istanbul was Constantinople. And I was Istanbul and Constantinople. So if you have a date in Constantinople, you'll be living in Istanbul. Like, what? Like, I was like, what? What the fuck does this mean? You know what I mean? Like, 
You know, like Particle Man. You ever heard that shit? Particle Man, Particle Man, Particle Man, Eight Triangle Man. They have a fight. Nobody wins. Particle Man. Like, that shit was so, like, like it was deep, dude. And, and to me, it was like, that shit, before I even took drugs, smoke weed or anything, I was, it was blowing my wig back. So, so you were high off They Might Be Giants. I was high off, off words and the concepts of, like, saying shit that my brain couldn't wrap wrap its mind around you know what i mean i couldn't wrap my mind around like why the fuck you know they were saying some of the shit dude they have a song on that album it's called uh uh man i think it's called uh everybody wants i think it's called everybody wants or something like that where it's like over and over it's like everybody wants a string to wrap their finger around everybody wants, and it would just keep saying shit in a weird way and it was like and it was like everybody wants everybody everybody wants prosthetic foreheads on their real heads everybody wants but then it'd be like everybody want and it was just like saying all this fucking weird shit and it's like my mind was like and i think instead of just like that was a good thing about me luckily was that instead of hearing something that i couldn't comprehend instead of shying away from it and being whack and hating on it I, I gravitated toward it more and was like, what? What? What, understand what the fuck? You know, it's like it's like when you um, like if you've ever been to New York, and if you you know like, like I went to New York one time, and I was in, uh, I think I w- I believe I was in Queens or something, wherever a Tribe Called Quest is from, right? Wherever they're from. It's Queens. Yeah, right. And it was like Linden, Linden mm-hmm. Avenue. You know what I mean? And you're like, oh shit, this is it. Linden Avenue, this is what, you know, what they were talking about. Or like, or like, I remember the first time I went to White Castle and I was like, the Beastie Boys, cooling in a White Castle. And I'm like, oh, this is White Castle with everybody. You know, it's like that, you know, it's like, I remember being in Seattle and getting off the freeway and it was like Sleater Kenny. And that's a band, you know, out there. There's a band called Sleater Kenny. Mm. And I was like, oh, I don't know the fucking band was named after the fucking exit of a freeway. You know what I mean? Like, so, so to me, like that, they might be giants was like, they would say shit about space and time and abstraction and weird shit. And then as I grew to read and learn, when, once I, I could wrap my mind around it, then it just, it's such a, it's like, um, it's like a fucking movie from Qu- Quentin Tarantino maybe, or like, or like, who does this? I think it's Martin Scorsese or Quentin Tarantino were like, they'll, they'll say something in a movie and then like an hour later that, that you understand why that shit happened an hour ago you know what i mean like they don't let you they like they throw you something and then an hour and a half later like oh that's why that's why you you for two seconds saw him holding the cup because later it turns out that cup poisoned somebody or whatever so it was like that kind of shit so groups like they might be giants um and shit like that was like i was just splitting my wig because it was like putting me up on concepts that 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 i that i couldn't put my brain around so anyway you know, going back to that's those are my favorites, and I'm just kind of giving you an insight. I'm gonna get into some more hip hop definitely before the show ends. We're playing Redhead Kingpin, too. Pump it, hottie, dude. Pump, fuck it, let's play that shit right now. Redhead Kingpin. I'm saying, I'm serious, dude. If you watch this video, listen to the song on the show, and then go watch the YouTube video. Redhead, you. If you know, if you know already, you're laughing at me. You're like Redhead Kingpin. Come on. If you don't know, dude, he's like. A black, a redheaded black guy with a flat top like Kid and Play, and he dances like Kid and Play. 
but he's like Will Smith and he's like Will Smith and Kid and Play fucked. <laughs> Will Smith and Kid and Play fucked Teddy Riley and had a baby and Pump It Hottie. This is Pump It Hottie. Welcome back to the show. Into this jam with the FBI crew. People dancing up a sweat, you know, just doing a do. I didn't know this girl, but she walked up like she knew me. Wrapped her arms around me and began to kick it to me. She explained the way she was in love with my red hair. She said she had a room and she wanted to take me there. The crew was saying nope, but my body saying yep. So I listened to the crew step back and told her pump it, pump it, hottie, pump it, hottie, pump it, hottie, hottie, pump it, hottie, pump it, hottie, hottie, pump it, hottie, pump it, hottie, hottie, pump it, Just on this floor, but what else could she do? Cause I'm the kind of guy girls are waiting for. So she started dancing with me, but Red couldn't dance for long. Cause by that time they had spotted us, they wanted us to get on. So we stepped up to the mic, things started getting hype. We started for an hour, turned out to rock all night. It blew my mind to see all these bodies in this party. The beat came on, I did my song, the one called Pump It, Pump It, Hotty. Right? Am I right? Is Redhead Kingpin the, the shit? If you don't, if you don't like Redhead Kingpin, man, I don't know what to tell you. But that shit was dope, dude. That he was dope. His first album, dude. We rocked the mic right. He has another. He has a song called "We Rock the Mic Right," which is like a. It's got a, a slick Rick flip, you know. We rock the mic, what? Like from Lottie Dottie, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Really dope. Produced by, I mean, I think it's, I don't think the whole thing's produced by Teddy Riley. He might actually be, he's produced by Teddy Riley, but he, he's also, I think he might be produced by, I could be wrong, but Howie T, who did Chub Rock and Red Hot Lover Tone and all that kind of stuff like that. So anyway, but, um, so this is the Two Mix Favorites show. We're kind of just going off the, you know, just like most of the shows, man, they literally just put a mic in front of me and I don't have a plan and shit. And I don't have a plan B, just like the name of Redhead Kingpin's second album. Anyway, but you know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to I'm trying to talk about some of my favorite things. I, I think the best gift I can give you is music. So I'm going to go into another one of my favorite groups or, that I think maybe you should learn about. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of something that makes me real happy, like... When I listen to it, it makes me really happy, like, like fucking, like, just like guilty pleasure, like, I'm just like secretly listen to the shit, and it's like, I'm trying to think. I think, I think my next favorite thing is my favorite cheesiest '80s song, mm. and that's a hard thing to do because the '80s is full of cheese. It was a lot of cheese. It was a lot of cheese. You get constipated just thinking about it. 
Dude, the 80s is my favorite time frame in life. And I'm about to hit you with my, the cheesiest... I'm trying to think of it. Like, I really want to... Like, I really want to hit you with I Eat Cannibal. But... Because that's really cheesy, but I think you'll turn... You might tune out if I hit you with I Eat Cannibal. That's really, like, a really bad song. Like, a really bad... Like, a really bad... I might, we might have to go... We might have to skip from cheesiest 80 song to worst rap battle ever oh shit worst rap battle and I'm not talking about the one with the little retarded dude that shit's you know what I'm talking about that's my favorite shit that public access he looked like Rosie O'Donnell in a bisexual you know that, that shit is hilarious but uh favorite rap wait we'll, we'll go to the 80s song right now favorite favorite line though in a rap battle ever madness when he battled uh Heartless, you guys know what I'm talking about? Any rap battle heads? Madness battle Heartless. And if you know Heartless, Heartless's dad, he's like a really dope actor. He's a really dope comedic actor. He was in that movie, Let's Go to Prison. I think he was on Arrested Development. He was like a really dope, chub, big big dude. He's, he's, he's like in a bunch of movies. And he said, Madness told him, um, he's like, uh, you trying to be hard? You on that pillow shit. He's like, you trying to rap? He's like, oh, like, oh no, he's like, you trying to, he's like, you, you think you're hard? You're on that pillow shit. He's like, your daddy's an actor, and you're trying to rap Willow Smith. Oh, <laughs> no. shit. And then he just pointed at him, that shit. I like that one right there. <laughs> uh, the way he said it, that shit was funny. as fucked up. He's like, he's like, your daddy's an actor, and you're trying to rap Willow Smith. That was fucking stupid. Anyway, but uh, going back to the 80s, man. You know what? I'm gonna hit you with a. I'm gonna hit you with an '80s song. I I just want to make you feel like the '80s. I'm trying to think of like something really, really, really like, like, like super '80s. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna hit you with with my favorite '80s song. It's called "A uh, Owner of a Lonely Heart," and it's by Yes. Oh man. So, dude, this song is hard, dude. Yes, is hard. So, I'm actually. I wish I could listen to it right now, but I'm just acting like I'm listening to it and then coming back, but. We're going to listen to it, but I'm actually listening to this podcast just to, to hear this song. So, Owner of a Lonely Heart by Yes. This is the Tumex favorite episode, and we'll come back in a second.
thank you. That was dope, right? I know. I know I might have scared some of you away. But uh, I think we should do... Uh, after watching... I think I was watching Love Love and Hip Hop or some crazy movie. What's the movie with Sana Sana Lathan? Oh, that Brown Sugar. Brown Sugar. Sana Lathan. You can't say that around me. Man, right? I saw like part of... The, I had never even seen that movie... And, never seen it and i saw like the first the whole scene where she was like click rick and all that yeah you saw that on cable yeah see we both were bored out of our mind i was watching that in the hotel for sure so so uh i guess favorite hip-hop movie because there's a lot of hip-hop movies that i don't like yeah. there's a lot of them that i really just don't like i'm just like wow i mean i re- there's like 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 chris groove i liked i didn't i didn't like uh like I don't know, I didn't like Belly and shit like that. I don't like shit like I just yo, not. See? I've been arguing with people about Belly for like the past month, yo. Really? Straight up, like I watched it for the first time since I was a kid when it first came out. Well, I wasn't a kid, like middle school or something. Like, yeah, I was a kid. Fuck it. But um, like I was watching, I watched Paid in Full, and okay. then I watched yeah. Belly right after. And like I was like, the only thing that was really popping with Belly was the cinematography. Yeah, it was shot. Oh yeah, it was shot well for sure. Yeah, but like the storyline was stupid. It was like a half-ass action movie, half-ass like crime drama and shit. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, you know what? I, I implore you. I wish, I wish I could find. There was a movie about Tupac and Biggie that VH1 did, where Bus Driver did the music for it. I, I need to find. You need to hit Bus Driver up for it. It's like, and it's like total like. And you know who plays Tupac in that movie? The guy that was Romeo from the Steve Harvey show, homie oh, that passed I away. I saw that movie because it wasn't yep. really Tupac. It was but like, it was like Light Skin Brother. Yep. Was, yeah. Bus Driver did the music to that movie. Oh, that was hilarious. hilarious. Bus Driver is actually the voice of, of like Pac in that movie. It's like so weird. But anyway, that's not my favorite hip hop movie though. My favorite hip hop movie is is uh i want to say one of the fat boy movies disorderlies no but no that's not that's not that hip-hop movie my favorite hip-hop movie though is it's fucking um damn that's a good question not a fucking hip-hop movie we're like man it's cb4 i'm sorry it's cb4 i I have to watch cb4 can i get it can i oh dude because i'm blackity dude all the time i'm just like Pork is the white man, and the white man is pork. And he's like, spell white man backwards. What does that spell? Pork. <laughs> dude, that shit is fucking... Oh, dude, the, the fucking... Uh, yeah, 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 I'm holding your balls, or whatever. Like, you know, what is he saying? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm sucking your balls. When he's on that, on that fucking... Uh, that, that movie, dude. Fucking rest in peace, Phil Hartman, man. Phil Harmon's a genius. Under no circumstances are you to perform the song Sweat of My Balls. Like, he even said Sweat on My Balls wrong. Uh, Phil Harmon, dude. Phil Harmon, dude. Favorite, yes. Favorite, uh, dude, for sure. Favorite hip-hop movie, Chris Wright. Can I just ask, like, a, a random question, yep. too? I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. You're good. Go for it. Breaking one and two. Dude. That electric boogaloo? I want... I, Oh man, I want to say part two because of the Puerto Rican chick. Yeah, I already and saw plus you. Plus the fact that uh, Ice T 
is in fucking full uh, oh, yeah. pink and yellow, and like he's wearing oh. fluorescent, glow in the dark fluorescent. Oh. You can't beat that. And he's, no, and but, he's got the big ass but glasses. See, but you can't beat that because in part one is Jean Claude Van Damme at Venice Beach dancing. Yeah. Yep. What? Part one has Jean Claude Van Damme in the beach as an extra, like there in little in some little butt hut and some little. Like some little thing with his ball sack hanging out, <laughs> dancing and shit. He's like on Venice Beach, like a like dancing and shit. But I mean, did the dancing like I remember being a kid and watching Breaking and being like, "This is amazing," oh. and then watching it as a adult and being like, "What the fuck was wrong with me?" Well, as a bra- child? well, br- the break dancing in both of them are amazing. The battle scene, Med- I got another one. Breaking one, Medusa, in the scene in the scene where the where the bad the other Breaking crew comes in to battle them, mm. and in the club. As soon as they walk in, Medusa's right there. That's crazy. Medusa. Oh, she's, I think she told me she was like, and, and even back then she told me she was like, so she was like 19 back then or something. Medusa is in that shit. Yeah, dude. So there's mad cameos. Medusa, but Breaking 2 has that little Puerto Rican chick. So that was the only reason why I was like, I thought you were going to say that. And that little scene where he's, where he's doing the magic with the, that scene is dope. But they're both dope. If I had to choose one, I mean, if I if take the Puerto Rican chick out, break they're both dope. Breaking one though, I think breaking one. I think I think I think by breaking two, I realized that that uh, that homie was like super super zesty, and I was like, he don't even like girls, you know. I think that that's why by the second one it was Maybe like. Maybe that's why I didn't like it. Well, I, not, I wouldn't like high. it because of that, but I think by that time I was like, oh, I don't, it's highly implausible that he's doing anything for a woman. <laughs> so I think that that's why by the second one I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, ozone's like gay. I was like, I wasn't even tripping on it. Well, what's about what's the deal with like turbo making bitch noises when he falls down the flight of stairs and shit? <laughs> you know what I think it's because they were. Cause they were very animated. Yeah. They're very into like they were like cartoon characters. Cartoon even more. Yeah. Oh no no they they both need testosterone shots for sure. But <laughs> but that's by the second one I was like oh ozone he's not doing anything for a woman. <laughs> Which reminds me there's that other is it Beat Street? Beat Street was really dope like Beat that. Beat Street was really dope. How? Rainbow. Dude, that I mean I'm sorry I mean I'm I'm 42 but. When I was t- when I was from age of seventeen to like twenty six, I wanted Ray Dong Chong. So Ray Dong Chong was like the illest. Like she's the, the main woman in uh, Beach Street, but she was in wasn't she in like Predator? I mean, she was like in she, there was a she was in Soul Man. I'm trying to think of the movie. She was she in Soul naked. Man. Which one? She got naked in a movie. Actually. She was naked in a couple movies. She was in Soul Man. She was in a bunch like Ray Dong Chong, man. Like she's a, she's the daughter of Tommy Chong from Chichen Chong, and she's like mixed. She's like she's all kind of things, man. She was like Creole, but like she was like five things. But she was just like Ray Dong Chong, man. Like she was just like that's how you know. Going back to CB4, Rachel True. I was in love with Rachel True when I was little. Rachel True. In the craft, dude, Rachel, dude, let's talk about the craft for a hot second. Let's talk about. Are you talking about the movie with uh, the girl from Screen? Yes. That's the craft. Yes. All right. Take even if if you take the main chick from the craft out, all the other the other three. It was like Rachel True, Naomi Campbell, mm-hmm. and uh, Faruka Ball. Faruka yeah, Ball. Man.
Man, I wanted them. <laughs> All of them at the time. Naomi Campbell, yeah, Even for the sure. Tasty chick. Which the, one? The 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 main bad guy chick. She was gross to me, man. Oh no! See, I liked her too, man. I liked her too. <laughs> Faruza Balk. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah I liked right, her too, man. Sense, she was she was in a couple movies. Like she just yeah, I liked her too. I, yeah, I don't know why I liked her too for sure though. But yeah, dude. So how about your how about your favorite actress? Who's your favorite favorite actress? actress? That's a good question, man. I'd have to say it's easy to say Meryl Streep if you're like on some regular shit. But my favorite actress is uh, who I think really fucking kicks ass. I'm 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 gonna go out on a limb here. You know who fucking okay? You know who surprised the shit out of me? I wanted to hate, 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 cause I'm a big Batman fan. I'm a big fan of the Dark Knight, and I wanted to hate on. Old girl from the Devil Wears Prada. What's her name? Oh, uh, oh, yo, the dude. Catwoman chick. Yeah, dude. Yo, I used she to argue. Killed with it. That. Yeah. She killed it. Yo. She killed it on that. I used to hate. There's a movie where she gets raped by a bunch of cholos. Yeah. No, that movie's terrible. No, the movie's terrible. But those five minutes right there with her and and Bijou Phillips, Bijou Phillips, who who gets raped in every movie. Yeah, but 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 yeah, but but that but that she was dope in that. She was super dope in that. And I'm trying to think of, of, a, of a movie where I'm like, dead. you know who was dope? The other chick in that, the other, uh, the French chick in The Dark Knight. The one that at the end stabs Batman and shit. Oh, yeah. She was in that movie with, uh, she was dope as fuck, too. She's dope as fuck. But, yeah, that's. And she was in Inception and shit. Yeah, yeah, dude. And, and then, and then, and then favorite actor, man, you can't fuck with homie from, from Django. The dude, the, Jamie Foxx? No, oh, no. the German dude. The German dude. Yeah. Oh, Jamie Foxx is dope. I like Jamie Foxx is cool. He's the German dude. The German dude. He's the, the bad guy. The dude that's in uh, Inglorious Bastards yeah. too. I forgot his name, but that dude's fucking ridiculous. Fool, that fool's a dope ass actor too. I have to go with John Cusack. Fuck I like John Cusack. I like John Cusack. Oh, I like John Cusack. See, I, I I still like. I was just watching some horrible Illuminati TV show with Christian Slater <laughs> the other day. <laughs> So I, I still like Christian Slater, fool. You know what I'm saying? I still like I still like my '80s actors. You know what I'm saying? But uh, favorite '80s favorite. And in fact, all this favorite thing, favorite thing is gonna lead to right before you hear the last the last song, which is "Pump It Hottie." You're, you're gonna hear one more song before that, and that's gonna be and that's gonna be by Serengeti. And it's like, and he's like, favorite Dena, favorite actor Dennehy, favorite drink O'Doul, you know. Like, so it's gonna be like, since it's in honor of favorites and shit. But uh, favorite, favorite uh, '80s rap group, mine's was slick. Even though I, I want to say Run DMC, because I did, I, I jocked the fuck out of Run DMC. Dude, I am the biggest Slick Rick fan. I'm super mad that they're clowning him on the internet. They're clowning him on the internet right now, because a couple of days ago he was at one of these art of rap shows. And he was wearing a horrible, horrible fake Louis Vuitton outfit. And it was like purple. And this fool put tassels on his shoes. And he was just like, he looked like, he looked, I mean, there was some of the, some of the things they said about him on, the, on Twitter. I laughed, but I wanted to cry because I was like, Slick Rick's my hero. And to see your hero dressed up like insane clown posse, it was like, oh my God. But dude, they were, they were Slick Rick, dude. Don't ever sleep on Slick. I don't give a fuck. He could come out dressed in a potato sack. Real shit. Slick Rick is the shit. I'm, my Slick Rick is is my favorite man. I, I like I like Dana Dane and Dougie Fresh too. I'm sure people are gonna want to know uh, 
who your favorite like current rapper is? My favorite current rapper? Damn, that's, that's a big, good dude. ass that's question, man. Putting a stamp on. That's a good ass question. Like somebody that's doing something that's. Yeah. Man, see. Say within the last two six, years, couple six years. years. Man, I'll put it to you this way, man. I keep going to Amoebas and I keep trying to buy something new. And I keep trying. I mean, I've, I've, I've sat down, smoked a joint, and, and tried to listen to the, and listen to Kendrick Lamar's record. I've smoked a joint. I've sat there and trying to listen. I always end up with old stuff. I'm trying to think who, who I've like listened to in the last X amount of time that I just thought was just like fucking out of control, fresh. It's a good ass question, man. Like I really, I mean, the last time I listened to a record. A rap, a brand new rap record from beginning to end that I liked everything was one of these last Quell records. You know Quell? Yeah, yeah. One of these, it was really dope and it was kind of like, yeah. But I'm trying to think, man, like a last like album of like, and I don't know if I'm a snob or I just like old shit. I just went to Amoebas and bought, I ended up buying a Die Rugged Man Die from Kill. You know, I wanted to hear that like, Ari the Rugged Man, you know, I liked I like that kind of shit, but it's like, that's like a style that I like, you know what I mean? I really like that, but uh, I'm just like, I don't know why I can't like, I don't know why like new rap groups I haven't heard too much that I like, just hear a new bomb ass record and be like, I'm impressed by by a lot of new kids, you know what I mean? And uh, Fool's Got Flows, and I'm like, you know who's really got bars? I haven't heard a record by him at all, but that kid Afro, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that guy got, that kid got bars. Then his Afro kick out bars. Like an acronym type thing? Yeah, he's like a chubby, like a... He looks almost like Samoan and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, I, have, I haven't Afro heard him yet. I think so. Okay, cool. He's ridiculously dope. I mean, bars, like bars, like bar. And you know what? Going going on that, you said premiere. I, I like records like... I like Raskaz and Apollo Brown. I like, I think that's probably one of the last records. I like Royce the 5'9". Royce 5'9". I shit. think he's nice, dude. He's, I like that. I just haven't heard too much. I haven't been exposed to like fools just killing it. Like, so I haven't, so other than that, you know. And you know what? Not to be biased, because I got to hear it a lot on the tour, but there's a couple songs on the new AC Alone record that he gave away with, with, uh, with, uh, I forgot homie's name that, that he made the record with, but man, that there's a song called I, he did it at the show. That one was all fuck Pilates, girl. There's a thousand ways that I can move your body. Yeah. Fuck yoga, something, something. Oh, dude, that shit is dope. And he's got this other one that's real dope too. But I don't know, man. I haven't heard like a right, like a like purchased a record. I always gravitate towards old shit, and I keep maybe I'm just stubborn, and I just keep. Gra- I personally gravitate towards like old old shit and i just kind of like i'm stuck in my ways for some stupid ass reason i can't like i'm trying to like figure something new that's like i can't i haven't found a rapper yet in the, in the last little while that that it makes me just turn you know you know how a record i don't care if it was an eminem record or a dr dre record or a or a fucking Campolo record or something comes out and just every year every couple years would just change your direction in hip-hop i just personally maybe because i haven't been exposed to it i just haven't found that record that changes switches my direction to like okay now i'm on this shit for a little bit i like this so for me it's just kind of it's kind of hard to like i just haven't found that you know what i mean are we 
I think that's just being a snob, though. Are we jumping around? Can we jump around? Sure. All right. What's your favorite time of the day? The golden hour. Oh, okay. Favorite time of the day. Explain that to people because not everybody knows. The golden hour is the the sunset. So that time when, when, when the sun's setting and... It's just like not daytime anymore, and it's about to be night. That gold, that purple sky, like, or, or over here we get an orange sky because of the smog. But like, if you ever go to New Mexico, or Arizona, and you see that purple sky, I'm looking at a painting right now where, where I'm looking at two colors like this blue and violet. That that kind of violet when the sky is like that, like it's. Just, I guess they call it a charging sky. Yeah. The charging sky. It's like that shit is like my favorite time, man. Like, or any time, or any time when it's when it's a, uh, it's it's over cloud over cloud like. Overcast. You know? All right. So now for your your Go lady your lady fans, your your favorite, like your favorite date scenario. Um, I mean it always ends up where you're getting laid. I'm sure, but <laughs> no, nah, my favorite date scenario is always let's go get some Thai food. Let's go get some Thai food, and then after a real date is not going out in public, like going to a show, like a rap show. So a real date is like let's go eat. And then after, if we can, if we can just be like go, I still like I'm corny man. I still like going to the movies. I still like going to the beach. I I, I like going to Santa Monica and getting on the Ferris wheel. I, like, I think that shit. I'm corny, dude. I like going to I like going to Amoebas. You know, let's go eat. Let's go to Amoebas. You know, a, a good scenario. I don't do it anymore. I, I've lived here for 12 years, and I don't know why I don't do it anymore. I have no idea. But I've really gotten away. I really, and this is going back to the music shit. Maybe I'm busy or stressed, but I've really gotten away from just being here with with a, with with some bud and listening to to music. Like you know, because the, there used to be a time when you can come home and turn MTV on and watch videos. I remember that. I remember that was really dope. I remember watching videos. I remember sitting on this couch years ago with somebody and just smoking and watching music videos and being, that was satisfying. Yeah. Or like playing, or now with YouTube, it's like, um, you know, passing the passing the, the, the laptop back and forth, but you got to have a speaker, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, here, I'm going to play something. You play something. I play something. You play something. I like that. I used to, my, my homie used to have, in Texas, my, my homie used to have a, a projector on the wall for the laptop and so they would just punch up a video and it would project on the wall mm. like on the whole wall That's and it was bumping and they had like speakers like big ass speakers and they would just pass pass the the control to each other and you would just play a song and everybody would be like you know i would play a sara there's a song called bitch by sara that's like real like parliament funkadelic shit mm. and you just kind of everybody play that game like let me show you my mom let me show you where my brain's at right now and I'd play something, and it'd be like, ooh, that was kind of dope. I don't know what that... And someone's like, you never heard of Benefit? Or you never heard of so-and-so? And it was like playing you something. That's why when I, I recently did a show with Noah23, and I've been hearing about that guy for years, and I just never did a show with him. And by the time I actually met him, I was like, dude, for years, I've kicked it randomly. Every three or four years, somebody's like, check out this Noah23 shit. And like to me, that's what the, I don't. I don't never seen the nigga on video. I never seen the dude anywhere. And I was like, his word of mouth, his fans mm-hmm. carry him. You know, over like 15 years, five people have been like, yo, this dude's a shit. And I've been like, I'll watch him be like, that shit's dope. You know what I mean? So it's like that kind of shit where everybody tries to like, 
you know, impress or, or like play something like check out what you don't know about this. See, and that's hip hop, man. I used to love music. Like that's a thing that we get away from. Like, yo, you don't know about this. Cause that's how we existed. That's how right. we made it to a certain level by that. Because we were never on major labels. We never were on, on, on things like that. So I think, you know, I think people don't, people don't sit around and it's always one person dominating with their fucking shit. Like I'm playing shit all night. You got to listen to me, you know, and I've been at parties, man, where someone's playing, um, you know, one of these stupid songs and I'm down to listen to one or two, but then like six, seven, eight, I'm like stepping outside now and maybe I want to leave. You know what I mean? Or like, I just be like, I can't listen to this shit. So, you know, but, but whatever. Yeah. Oh, well, shit. I'm going to take it all the way back to some non-music shit. I lied. Favorite DJ? Favorite DJ in the world? In the world. Even though I just saw Mixmaster Mike destroy it, my favorite DJ in the world is... Damn. You know what? I even want to say Qbert, but my favorite DJ in the world is DJ Craze from San Francisco. He's fucking... The thing about him is that he can cut as good as Qbert and Mike, but he's got this swag to his shit because he's from the Bay and he's just got like, he's he's swagging, like he's cutting and the shit's got cowbells and he's like cutting E-40 up, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it, yeah. But he's cutting E-40 up, but like like invisible scratch pickle style. So he's cutting he's cutting crazy like a, like a monster, like he cares about cutting, but the beat, he's, you just catch him cutting over like Mac Dre and shit. So I just kind of like, and even though I'm not like the biggest fan of like, gangster bay hip-hop it's just his when i've seen his routines on youtube or a couple times i've seen him live it's like his shit he just comes with that thunder swagger so it's like i like that shit what about uh your favorite what about your favorite city that you don't live in obviously my favorite city that I don't live in is el paso texas i just like el paso texas man Something about the people there, they're really kind. I mean, it's not a glamorous city for any reason at all. Like, at all, it's low budget as fuck, you know what I mean? But I just like El Paso, Texas. I feel like I could could stay out there. They're, they've got this weird, like, their style is, like, very punk rock, very do-it-yourself, poor punk rock, DIY punk hip-hop. Yeah. And I like that shit. I like El Paso, Texas. You know, I like... Uh, I like shit like that. I just there's something about that city that whenever I get to go out there, it's like there's just like a dope feeling and shit. What's your favorite book? My favorite book is it. Oh man, that's a good question. You know what? My favorite book. I think it's. I don't know if it's called Fatty Fall Down, but it's it's the it's the autobiography of Chris Farley. Oh shit! And it's written by his brother, and it's and it's written and the reason it's dope. I used to have it. I gave it away to somebody. I, the reason it's dope is because it, it it breaks down his life in a real way. It doesn't hold back, and it's very revealing. Like, and it's and it's written by his brother, but it's also written by everybody. So I'll give you a scenario. His brother writes, you know, on this day, you know, Chris was tripping and he needed heroin, so he would he would leave from rehearsals and walk into a room real quick and do some heroin and come back and then after that it'd be a quote from alec baldwin i saw chris walk away and i was like fuck man stop fucking around stop being a bitch 
David Spade will be like. And then I fucking seen him back with his nose fucked up, and he asked me for three hundred. And it was like every, it was like oh, written by his brother, so. but then it was like all written by everybody. That the different perspective. And it was, to, and the, and the thing about it that it was written very like tr- truthfully. Yeah. And it and it got, and it gave me some insight not only to who he was, but it also gave me an insight to things that I always wanted to know. Like I always wanted to know why him and David Spade went from being best friends to not yeah. and it breaks it down david spade's like it was over a chick i fucking was i like this chick and i brought her around and i was trying to bone her and be with her and she fucking met i fucked up and introduced her to chris and two days later he just took her from me and and just was like fucking rolling with this bitch and drunk and fucking high with his broad all day and like oh, you know what i mean like yeah. crazy the crazy story you know kind of like this show you know yeah. uh, this podcast where i i'll, I'll for the most part i I'm like 95% revealing. Like, there's some shit I gotta hold to myself because there's some things that I could say that would just get me killed or fuck me up, you know, like just really make you not listen to me again ever. You know what I mean? Like, the time I shot somebody, no shit. But fucking, you know what I mean? So it's like, so it's just like shit like that, you know? So it's like, I can't talk about that, but I could be as revealing as I can. So it's like, I like shit that tells me the background story. So that book, and there's another book about Saturday Night Live because I'm a huge Saturday Night Live fan. Dude, there's one written that was, I had it, again, I had it too. It was written in 1981, and it was written by a Rolling Stone writer. And it's the history of Saturday Night Live the whole first five years. Oh, shit. And it takes, I mean, it talks about everybody and their coke problems and their ego problems and everything. So I like learning the real shit. You know what What I didn't know, and you uh-huh. kind of put me up onto this, I didn't, didn't. I didn't know about that whole season when it was just the actors. Like, it wasn't actually comedians that year, except for... Oh, um, yeah. Uh, Love It. It yeah, was like... Yeah. Uh, um, who's Iron Man? What's the fucking name? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. It was Jr. like Robert Downey Julia Jr. Dreyfus. Yeah. Yeah, they, they were had, on for one season. Oh, yeah. Conan O'Brien was a writer. And they killed yeah. them all off and on the last episode. Like, they had them like... Like, it was a fire. And, like, uh, what's his name? The guy who runs it? Um, Lauren Michaels. Lauren Michaels comes and gets John Lovitz. And he's like, hey, come with me. And then they lock the door, and it's like and it looks like there's a fire in there. They literally killed dude. everybody off in the ha- last episode. Dude, have you seen? I ha- I have it here on the TV. Have you seen that three and a half hour special, the 40th anniversary? Yeah, yeah, I watched that it. shit. Yeah. Is the do- I have it locked in? Like I have it locked. Oh, is that the one where Eddie Murphy came out? Yeah, everybody came out on yeah. that shit. Like that, dude. That shit is like, that is probably the. It's a three and a half hour show. That's probably like greatest single one episode of a show of anything that is I've that ever your seen. favorite tv show of all time saturday night live is yeah. probably my favorite tv show what about your favorite time. comedian my favorite comedian of all time is that's a good ass question man i i want to say uh man i used to really like rodney dangerfield that was my favorite comedian i like his joke his, his timing and everything yeah. is so fucking hey i don't get no respect like his fucking uh, his timing was dope but i have to say I used to really like Rodney, and then I used to, man, I, I really like Gary Shandling, man. I mm. think Gary Shandling's ridiculous. Like, he's sucking. I thought he was really, really dope. Yeah, he was really dope. I think I've never not laughed at Gilbert Godfrey. When Gilbert, I was Godfrey about the other, Gilbert Godfrey's amazing. I've never too. not laughed at Gilbert Godfrey. There's some, I mean, that he's amazing too, yeah. I, I like all those dudes, man. I like, I like dudes, I like Stephen Wright. You're, you know, yeah. I like, I like. You know, you ever heard of Stephen Wright? He's a dude. His shit is real sublime. Like, he, he's like, he's deadpan as a motherfucker. Like, he's like, he'll be like, he'll be like, I went into a general store, and they didn't let me buy anything specific. 
Like, it's just like, stupid <laughs> shit like that. You know, brain shit, dumb shit again for the for your brain. You know, you're just like, you know, you he would just do dumb shit like that, you know. I walked into my house and everything inside of my house was stolen That's and replaced by an exact replica. <laughs> I can't believe everything in my house was stolen and replaced with an exact replica. You know, like, stupid shit. Like, he just says dumb shit. Like, I like, I like, I like thinking, you know, once again, dude, I like things that, um, I like, I like hearing things that are, that are smarter than me. And then hopefully I can get to a point in life where I get it. You know, I like, um. There was a show on MTV called The State. Mm. And dude, right now, look, I'm so proud of these dudes because back in the day, they, when they were on MTV, the show was getting dissed hard. And now, I'm, and I mean it, Hollywood, they run Hollywood. These 10 people, they, they write for everything. Yeah. They write everything. Every movie, Ant-Man, everything is written by these 10 dudes. And it's like, it's the dudes from Reno 911. Oh. It's Michael Ian Black. It's, you know, these dudes. And these dudes, man, they they were to think that basically the fool that are writing all the funny jokes for Hollywood, like all the funny jokes for the award show, all the roast, all that shit, is these 10, it's like, it was like nine dudes and, and one chick. And it was like the Reno 911 dude and his lady and, the and you know, dude, that show, The State, they were all like 21, 22. Yeah. And that show came out only for two years on MTV. It was fucking dope, dude. They had this character named Doug that he would, uh, he was a re- he was a kid, right? And he wanted to rebel, but he couldn't rebel against nobody because his parents were too cool. So he'd be like, he would just try to be like, I'm Doug, you know, I'm trying to rebel. And like, he, he'd be trying to throw like a rock at, at his girl's bedroom window. And his girl would just be like, just come up. And then, and then his, his girl's parents would open the window and be like, come up, just come sleep with our daughter. You're cool. And he'd be like trying to rebel. And like he would try to rebel to his dad. He'd be like, you know what? Just like Bob Dylan, I'm going to do this and that. And, and, and the dad would look at him and be like, you know, Bob Dylan's your uncle. <laughs> you know, and he'd be like, what? God damn he'd be it. like, what? Like, or like the cops would roll up and he'd be like, I'm talking to you pigs. And the cops would be like, no, 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 we just raided a bunch of, they pop the trunk and it'd have nothing but beer in it. They'd be like, oh, we just raided this frat for beer. You know, you want some? <laughs> like, you know, it, like he couldn't, he wanted to rebel, but like he couldn't. Uh, when did this come Everybody, out? this was like early 90s on MTV. It was called The State. Ooh, I used to watch so much MTV as a kid and I don't remember it was that. that it was like, how old are you now? 29 see yeah i was just like see i'm 42 so it was like that just that extra like you when you were just a little bit before your time mm-hmm. it was like it was like before jackass oh it was like before jackass they had a show like that too and it was like right around before the jackass kind of humor took over this was when they were doing this was like yeah this was like coming off the late 80s you know what i mean like monty python and all this other kind of shit yeah. so it was like but yeah just like shit like that you know and just like you know, comedy, man. Like, I just like shit that makes you think, because like it or not, the music that I make, man, like, like it or not, like, I can't make anything, like, I could make a simple song and shit, but, like, at the end of the day, like, the thoughts that I'm trying to convey, they're a little more complex, so it doesn't get over to the masses, because we're trying to, like, say, you know, trying to say more, trying to say, like, trying to expel more complex thoughts, you know? With that being said, what was your favorite um, class in school? Uh, that's a good question. Your favorite subject? My favorite subject was 
Oh man. And you know what? I really liked uh I really liked uh actually like government, even though I didn't do good in it. I I failed government, but I liked government because I was like being exposed to the, those ideas that I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. I was like starting to, I, it confused the shit out of me because obviously the, the actual the actual U.S. government's confusing the whole concept of the three branches. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like y'all don't trust each other. Like right. no one trusts each other. Like you've got to watch my lawyers. Got to watch my lawyers. Got to you know what I mean. So it's like that concept. But I was a kid. I was like. But I was, you know what? I at sixteen, I was. I started getting into Behold the Pale Horse, and I started getting into Illuminatiism, and I started falling down that rabbit hole. So mm-hmm. that's why probably because I just started like, I started early. I just I started early with the conspiracy theories and all that fucking shit. That's what I was gonna ask. What's your favorite conspiracy theory? My favorite conspiracy theory that's true or not true, or which Either what or. I think is true. My favorite. I mean, my favorite conspiracy theory. Is the one that that we all actually are just laying right now. We're just laying on the table, and with 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 you know with with you know glasses on, and this this whole life is just project is a projection, and and we're basically you know this this is just a projection. Everything we see is a computer generated projection. I think that's the most interesting. Not 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 that I believe it. Not that I necessarily believe it, but I think that one is like the most interesting because if that's the case. If that's the case, does it mean that if you if you can ex- wrap your mind around that, does that mean that you can do anything you want? You know that you can you can fly. You know what I mean? You can fucking you can excel. You know you know what I'm saying? Like I I often wonder I often wonder if this shit is a dream. You know what I mean? What did you do? You know that um, there was like a recent um, I'm gonna I'll look it up, but there's a, a physicist who just found that, uh, like, a theory that that could be true. Um, yeah, a Harvard, a Harvard guy. Yeah, right? he yeah. found computer code within the, the code of, like, the, of the universe. Like, the, you know, it's just all ones and zeros yeah, to yeah. them. It's just math. But they found within that, um, we talked about it on Crappy Awesome, that there was a, um, a computer code. It's basically the same, co- not just any computer code, by the way. It's a computer code that we discovered in the 1960s like, that is now the basis of the internet that's within the physics of right, the universe right, right. well it's, it's embedded no i didn't even, I, I think I, I i don't think i've seen that but but i mean that's what I, I mean i heard you know from what i heard about the internet was that the internet was already the government was already using yeah, the internet it before it came thing. out and you know if you go with the concepts of ufos crashing and then reverse engineering if you look at all the dude i was i was at I was at Chalice Festival and people were on those little. I want one of those little fucking. What do you call those things? What? They're like they're like. Uh, you can just jump on them and walk and float. And, and what? You know what I'm talking, dude. They had them at the Chalice Festival. They were amazing. They're, it's they're like little, a hoverboard. No, it's not. It's, it's not like no. It's got two wheels. It's almost like what do you call those things that people? A Segway. It's a Segway without, but just the wheels and the and the thing you put your feet on. What? And you just step on them and float and go. Yeah, and they were, and but they were telling me, they were telling me who, the people that ride them, they're saying that you control it with your heel toe, it's your heel toe. So your heel toe, you got to learn how to heel toe it. But yeah, it's like you just step on it and just go forward, go side, float around. Yeah, and and at the Chalice Festival, there there was a look. I look at things, I, I'm not stupid. So at you know there was about 
15 to 20 people on those and they were there sponsored they weren't there wasn't anybody on there like they bought one and they decided to take it to the Chalice festival and just float around yeah they paid 20 kids that that learned how to use it to just float around there all day to promote it to promote it yeah so there was so it was like 20 kids floating around there like huh. using it and spinning around and kids were falling off of them and everything like kids were hitting rocks and falling and you know not everybody was an expert in the shit but i was like damn i want that shit to go to 7-eleven <laughs> i just want that shit i want that shit i want to just walk out the house jump on my shit and roll to 7-Eleven, well, grab I, my fucking groceries. I think, and, and, and your listeners probably back. could tweet this. I'm sure they'll find the answer, but there's, I don't know if it's, it's either Lexus or Toyota. You know, mm-hmm. they, they, there's a commercial, it's on YouTube actually, mm-hmm. and it, um, it's for the hoverboard. They've oh, in, okay. invented yeah. a hoverboard, yeah. but they, they don't show you the board. It just says something like float or something like that. And then it shows like really quick, like a really yeah. quick snapshot of it. And then it says like coming to 2016. Yeah. Well, they're trying to they perfect it. Well, the thing is that they got to perfect it because it's got to be something that, see, this is the thing. If you want everybody to use it, people that are, people that aren't complex got to learn how to use it yeah, it's got to yeah. be simple like you know your mom's not going to jump on the shit and break her hip <laughs> or what if your mom jumps on it and breaks her hip and sues toyota Dude, fucking my five, mom, 50 people i'm just saying like my mom doesn't know what the difference between facebook the internet or gmail but, but that's what i'm all... saying but that's what i'm saying like that's yeah. why you know that one that hovers that's magnets and shit yeah you got to perfect that because people are going to lawsuit the fuck out of you so yeah. the kids are going to fall off there and fucking they break apparently apparently they're gonna there. fall off the freeway you know yeah. what I mean? like this one's like wheels and shit, but but yeah, things like that, man. I want that shit. Have but. you seen Sirius? It's called yeah, it's called Sirius. It's about the Disclosure Project. Mm-mm. It's on Netflix. Anybody who's listening, go check this yeah. out. I just watched it yesterday because Arash, of course, was talking about it. Right. But it's a uh, um, it's a uh, Dr. Graham, Graham Hancock. He's always on Joe Rogan's show. Okay. But he's like the leading. He runs SETI, which is like the search for extraterrestrial, extraterrestrial okay. entities or whatever. Um. That movie's amazing, dude. What's it called? It's um, did you, it's called Sirius, but with the S, S I R I U S, and it's they show, yeah, I don't know, you guys remember like a while back they supposedly found like this little alien, like it was like a little creature, yeah, and it had yeah. been, um, uh, it was fossilized. Well, I didn't know that they threw in the movie. It's a dope, dope documentary. They took it to Stanford. Like it literally went, this guy, he has friends in high places. People say that he's, you know how like the Rockefellers are supposedly like split? Like there's one side that's very like charitable and they do that. And then yeah, the all other the children, side of the family. Yeah. yeah. Well, all the children are charitable because they realize what the fuck their elders yeah. did. To, you know. And supposedly he has funding and people look out for him because he said some pretty outlandish stuff that could get him killed. Yeah. Um, but he got access to Stanford and to the leading minds in the study of like fossilized bodies. He literally had the top guys and they examined it. And at this point they don't even, they they can say without a shadow of the doubt, it's not a human being. And it's a literally a fossilized being. We're we're at the point now because everybody has a camera because everybody, dude, I mean, how do I say it? I'm going to just tap it three or four times. It's like, even if you do like, Dude, everybody, dude, and we're all subject to this shit, even me. I mean, it's like everybody, every single person listening to this. I mean, we are living in a world where there's so many cameras. So now this whole 
Bill Cosby, even even like just on a fun level, this whole Action Bronson, this whole fucking everything that happens, anything at any point in any day, you can make one false move and you're and it's like almost your life could yeah. be over as far as popularity. Yeah. Okay. Like, we story. live in a world where every day it's like this dude fucked a dog. It's like, boom, he's fucking done. You know, like, boom, this dude, this dude was in a barn. This dude fucking cheated on his lady. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, this dude, uh, there was something the other day where uh, his, this dude, uh, it was his lady's birthday. And when she opened her gift, it was just her clothes because he was like, I'm kicking you out because I found that you were cheating on me. <laughs> and he fucking like made a big deal about about like he 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 blew her up like she was about to get this big present and she yeah. was all excited and when she opened her present it was just all her clothes packed and he was like I'm kicking you out bitch I find you were cheating on me wow and it's like that kind of like we are and that gets taped you know what I mean it's like it doesn't everything is taped everything it's like it's like you know are you dating an underage girl are you doing this are you fucking doing are you smoke I seen him smoking this I seen him you know. Why is he, he's being sponsored by Pepsi. I saw him drinking a Coke. Yeah. It's like, you know, just fucking dumb shit. And it's just like, we are at that level now. We are on full, like any, dude, every time I post something on the internet, it's not even hatred. It's because it's not even hatred. Every time I post something on internet about anything, someone's like, that's not true. This and that. I, I know for a fact that it doesn't, you know, I posted something about being a promoter and how sometimes you can get charged as the promoter from the graffiti of the show. And, you know, sometimes kids take scribes and tag the bathroom window and shit like that. And, dude, I got responses that were like, they're not going to replace the window? I've seen... And and I was like, some places will. But just because I posted that, people were just like, that's bullshit. And people were just like trying to call me out on some bullshit. And I was like, no, that's the reality of my situation. That doesn't... It isn't a concrete fact for everybody. But, dude, now... Every time, dude, every time I post anything, people are just like, anything you say, there's a con, there's a con. And now there's thousands of cons. Because once you post on the internet, once you make a move, you are just, it's like every post is a fucking, is a fucking soldier with a blindfold over his fucking eyes and a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Everything. I love Fridays. No, you don't, bitch. You told me last, you know, it's like fucking everything, everything you post. I feel like that was like, it's like a, like a product of just stuff that started in the '90s. Like, say when like the Real World came out and everybody got super into the reality shows, right. and then it eventually became like everyone was fucking worried about the next person's business. So that now so and so's got a reality and this, that, and the other, and like we spent the past like two decades or decade and a half just scrutinizing everything. Every. That every, every that one one or two groups of people do, and then there's the evolution of it. That's not enough. Why the fuck can't we just scrutinize the shit out of each other? Because like, everybody's a star now. Yeah. Everything. I was watching, dude. I, dude, I do it myself. I, you know, I deliver tickets to fans myself. So I deliver a ticket to a fan, and then I'm like, let me take a picture. Then I blow them up on Instagram because I'm like, I like to show my fans are showing love to me. So now kids are like, I just want the ticket because I want you to take a picture of me on Instagram because I want to be on your IG. You know, but but even that concept is like Ryan Seacrest has a show now where all all that happens is he takes a star and they knock on a fan's door and the star kicks it with you for a little bit. And I was like, 
yeah, that's where we're at. Yeah, well, that's all we're at now. It's like everybody is like, I need to be a, everybody's a star. And, and, and I mean, we were way past that point, but that's it. Everybody's on TV now. Everybody's on TV. Every, Instagram, if that's all you're, the only, if that's, even if just that, you are a TV star on your own Instagram. You are your own TV star. You, you, you create your own content and your own programming. You are, your pictures do, for ladies, every picture that, especially women, guys aren't as much. Every, every picture that a woman puts on her Instagram has been thoroughly scrutinized by her. So it doesn't even make it to the fucking screen until you're happy with it. So yeah. you are approving your own show. And so everything you put on there, every time something funny comes on and you feel like you want to post it, now this is your humor. This is your channel. You're a star. But now you have to deal, women, with dudes sending dick pics to you, trying to get at trying to fuck you and yep. sliding your DMs. Uh, fans are weirdos. Dude, I get mad weirdo. I, I love my fans and my fans got my back. I got nothing but love. And every now and then it's just... Fools calling me that I shouldn't have gave my number to. Fools are like, what are you doing? Hey, bust a freestyle for me right now. Hey, hey, why don't you come over and let's just kick it, fool. Hey, kick it. And I'm like, oh, fool, I don't have time. Gee, I got shit to do. Just come over and smoke with me. What's up, man? Why won't you come over and smoke? And it's just like, oh, my God. Like, like I don't even... I don't even know who you are, dude. And now I, I fucked up and gave you my number or I fucked up and talked to you on social media. And now it's like, yo, it's too much. Yeah. So it's like, we, we're already, we're already beyond, we're in, you're a star. Everybody's a star. And now everybody has to deal with fame because everybody gets fame. Everybody's famous. Everybody is no longer John, John, uh, you know, John Cisneros. Everybody's, Dabaholic four four one five. Everybody is no longer Nancy Trujillo. Everybody's little little miss, you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you're not Patty no more. You're you're fucking cakes four twenty and shit. And you're fucking you know what I'm saying? I see what so, you did there, that was creative. Yeah, you know what I mean? Patty cakes. Exactly. So it's like, you know, and so now, you know, my homegirl Savannah's like that. She's a dope tattoo artist. Now she's like Electra, whatever. And it's like she's like, dude, dudes be acting weird with me. I'm like, yeah, because you're a star your now persona, like your yeah. persona is you know you know you're not you know you're not you know you're somebody you're now you're this and it's like so every this has got fans now and it's funny when you think uh -huh. about it because a lot of people that set out to be something like like yourself you set out to be an mc myself i set out to be an mc people set out to be r&b singers rock and roll stars actors whatever the fuck like you you go into doing what you're doing expecting you know what I'm saying? Like a certain kind of possible reaction. There's there's the negatives and the positives. And that's all thought out because that's what you fucking plan to do. And then in this day and age, you, you see people that are like, oh, shit, I'm famous overnight because some bitch took a picture of me while I was working at Target yeah. and put it on Instagram and said I was cute. And now all of a sudden, I'm fucking on the news. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're and not that, fucking and ready. That, and that's, but that's what everybody wants. And that's what everybody's getting now. And so that's why nobody's watching TV. Nobody's watching shows because, like, nobody's watching shows. So they're like, because there's just like, everybody is a show. show. Well, yeah. Be, yeah, dude, the Truman Show for sure. So it's like everybody's on that tip. And so everybody's, everybody's a star. Everybody has a code name. Everybody has an alias. Everybody lives like 
You know, like that. You know what always scared the shit out of me was The Sims. All that shit, like The Sims and all yeah. that. And all that. Like, I used to trip on that shit. I had homies that were all into The Sims and like simulated life and they create this person and they live that life in the, yeah. the cartoon. Like second life. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, but it's like, you don't even need that shit. You don't even need it to be animated. Now you're just, your real life is. You are that. You are simulated. Well, every pe- well, in every social media platform, you can be a different person. Yeah. Or yeah. you could be, I've had friends, man, I don't understand. Oh, hold on a I don't understand this, but I've had friends that have added me and subtracted me from IG and Facebook like six, seven times. Holy shit. And they're like on their sixth or seventh profile. And it's usually women. And I'm like, what's yeah. wrong? And they're like, I had to start a new profile. I was getting harassed and shit. And I was just like, wow. Damn, it's crazy how like you have to shut down this thing. Go they, away they literally and lost revamp. control of it. Well, because, well, no, because they feel that heat from what it's like to be yeah. famous. Because there is no because way to control that thing. There's no, well, there's no way to control there's no way to control attention that you don't want. Right. I mean, women are way better at it than us. Yeah. You know, I could look, I could look through. You know, I give an example, man. I could look through my girl's phone right now, and and see conversations where where she's not flirting with somebody, but dudes are throwing dick at her all day. Yeah. Like I'm gonna send you a dick pic or this and that or this and that, and it's like, am I supposed to be mad at her? I'm not gonna be mad at her. It's like. It's just dudes throwing dick at her all yeah. day long. It's or the nature. It's of just it. the nature of a woman. It's it's the it's the it's the virtual reality version of a woman walking down the street and fools whistling and trying to pick her up. Yeah. So I can't. I guess I can't be mad at that. But it's like that's. I mean. So now we're on that overload. Overload. Yeah. You know, I, on on my old record, B Boys in Occupy Mexico. Um. Everybody's a supermodel with a heavy body and a stupid model. And it's like everybody's a supermodel. Yeah. Every woman can look cute. Every wo- I mean, it's like when you look at, you know, it's like, okay, like suicide girls. There's a thousand things like that now. Yeah. So it's like with a thousand of them, you're going to be one of them. Now I'm from Cupcake Cartel. Now I'm from, yeah. <laughs> you know, this and that. Now I'm from Wicked Females. Now I'm from this. Now I'm from that. Now I'm from 420 Nurses. Now I'm from this. So it's like, there's, it's like, Everybody can be a star because everybody's got a slot to fall into. Yeah. And like and now these slots fall into these slots. And it's fine though. It, it may, if it makes you if it makes you happy and you're making people happy, dude, if you're a model and you're making people happy with the mo- so many times I'll see a beautiful modeling pic and be like, that picture makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. I like that. There's yeah. not there's no harm in that. There's absolutely no harm in a beautiful photo. You know what I mean? But if motherfuckers are stalking you then it's another thing. Or if you start getting a pressure that you can't handle, then, you know, it, it, it's... It, I do, when I throw these shows, man, I know we've gotten off the subject of favorite things. We're going to do about, a quick fire before we're, Yeah, we we're going to, yeah, we're going to, we're going to end, but I'll just get into this. But dude, once again, like, you know, on this podcast, I, I you know, I'm giving you an insight to my life and I, I'm trying to talk about music and, 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 the, and the era and the scene that I fuck with and, and, the, and the music I love and the art that I love. But, you know, I always give you a backdrop to my life and what I'm going through. It's like, you know, mo- most of my problems are self-inflicted. So I don't, I don't, I'm not tripping and shit. I'm a blessed person out of control. But, you know, it's like when you throw, we're throwing a show and, and production, you know, it's like chaos. You know, it's like just the, the show has to manifest, but there's all this chaos and someone always gets hurt. And it's like, it's like that in life. 
when there's always chaos and someone always gets hurt. So it's, that's what life is to me, you know, like somebody's got to get hurt. Somebody doesn't. You can't hang out with everybody. Dude, I have friends that I love and I'm like, kick it with me. Let's go eat. I don't even get a response to the next day. Like, My bad. I was, I was like, fuck you then. I want to be like, fuck you then. Yeah. But it's like, you're busy. You're doing shit. Yeah. And then they'll hit me back days later. And I, I feel like being spiteful. Like, nah, I'm not calling you back on me. Fuck that. <laughs> I wanted to go eat French toast with you. You don't want to kick it. You know what I mean? You know? And it's just like, you know, just that Instagram, that, that, that Facebook shit is, is a, everybody, everybody's famous, but then everybody has to deal with it now. You yeah. wanted attention? You got it. But now what do you do with it? You know, yeah. some people capitalize off of it and make money. Yeah. Some people are like, hey, check out my new, you know, I'm the same way. I'm like, I've got to, you know, check out, you know, I've got, to, I'm making a shatter, dude. I'm branding myself, like buy my shatter, buy, you know, come to my shows. You know, what's buy. really interesting to me is um, with your, like your stuff, um, when you do the, like you, you, you always do like a picture, like your, your MCM is awake. Right, like it's mm-hmm. just funny, and but I know like your sense of humor. I like I know what you're doing, yeah. um, but the amount of like comments and likes on that one picture, and how if you follow those down, how it means something different to almost everybody. Oh like, yeah, they're interpreting sure. it already like in their own mind. Of, oh like, yeah, some people means. are like, yeah, you swear you fucking yeah yeah fag. You know you think you're fucking bad, or or someone else is like, I love you. Yeah, and someone else is like. Oh, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. I saw someone write the other day, like, they were waiting for, like, I wait for this every, you know, every Monday I wait for this. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah, There's yeah, somebody no, really sure. sitting there, like. Or it's like, you know, right right now, you know, I you know I posted, like I said, I'm in a relationship right now. I posted a picture of me and, you know, my girl, Kiss, and I was like, I love you type shit. And it was like, you know, when as soon as I put that on IG, homie, it was like, then it's like, you know, you're like, you see all your friends that are like congratulations fuck yeah i love it alex yeah. you see all the love like hell yeah alex like i'm happy for you and then you see all the mm-hmm <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's like you know you talked to me 12 months ago and you you know you didn't fucking do that with me or you know like yeah or like you're a fucking dick or fucking you know this and that and it's just like you it's know what i mean it's like you, you can you know you're gonna people you're gonna see who's happy for you but then you're gonna see who's like that's not gonna last Oh please, you're a player. Oh, that you know. So it's like, it it is interesting, you know. But let's oh, do oh, let's yeah. do this, dude. Before right. we go, because since cool. since this was the two Mexes favorite thing, and then we just got off. We're the gonna do a rails. quick fire. All right, cool. So I'm cool, just gonna cool. throw them at you, and you just answer what your favorites are. Awesome, awesome. Okay, uh, ready? Yeah. Okay, favorite person to call in a bind. Disky. Ooh. For oh, real, fucking Disky. Nah, man. We we even though, even though he was being rude today about the chair and, and he's grumpy and shit. <laughs> I just know I, when to. I love like if I walk around. If, if it's not my sister, dude, it's Disky for sure. Go for it. Right on. Okay. Uh, favorite holiday. Oh uh, shit! Favorite holiday Thanksgiving. Favorite last meal. Man, I want to eat ten bowls of chili and I want to want to be killed by explosion. <laughs> So everybody feels feels the funk. Yeah, go for it. I'm gonna be blown up. Wait, so did you? We didn't. You didn't say right. Your favorite rapper of all time. Favorite rapper of all time. Damn, good question. Favorite. uh, I want to say Slick Rick, but I'm have to say Karis One. Ooh, Karis One, man. He just consistently probably has 30 songs I like. Favorite concert you've ever been to. Big Daddy Kane in Seattle with the Visionaries. We caught caught him at a club, and he fucking did all the hits. It was amazing. 
Favorite live performer? Favorite live performer? Any genre. Um, Chesky Ramos. Yeah, He's amazing. I might be there. I might be there with He's you. He's amazing, man. Amazing. Uh, uh, favorite thing to wear? Favorite thing to wear is a fucking... I've got this fucking... I just found it again because I lost it. But uh, my favorite shirt was this Omeka shirt. And it's like a corn husk, but it looks like a, a grenade. Yeah. I wore that, sh- I, that shit's like... I've been wearing that shirt for every day for six years or ten years or something. Favorite female MC? Uh, Jean Grey. Ooh, that's She's amazing, one. dude. She, her lyrics are fucking... She says shit that like, she said I'm uncommon like Erica, and I was like uncommon like Erica. And I was like, oh yeah, Erica broke, Badu broke up with common sense. I'm oh, uncommon like Erica. That's dope. you know what I'm saying. That's dope. You know what I mean? She says shit like, you know. Favorite thing you've ever written? Favorite line? Yeah. Favorite thing. Favorite you've song. Ever, I've yeah. Ever favorite written. song you've ever written. Um, you know what? I really like that song that I've been doing for the last year or two. It's called a. Uh, Oh, sad goodbye. It's that. Uh, sometimes I make things real hard for me. I like yeah. that song because it's super revealing and super. Dude, the verse that I kick, I just love it so much. And the funny thing is, there's a second verse that's just as long that I just haven't memorized yet, and I need to break that one out. Yeah. When I do the song with both verses, I think it's you know that some of my favorite songs. Favorite pair of shoes. Uh, I don't have them anymore, but dude, Puma. Shout out to Puma. <laughs> there was a time. Where Puma was sponsoring the Visionaries, and they had these shoes called Cells, yeah, C E L L, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they were slip-ons, but they were pimp. Oh wow! They were slip. They were like you just put your feet in them. They were already like they were really elastic and comfortable. Dude, I had I must have had like four or five pair of those best shoes I've ever had in my life. The last pair I had, I spilled paint on them. And I threw them away and I want to cry because I wish I just, I don't care if they're dirty and stained. I would have wore them today. Yeah. Best shoes ever. Puma sells. Favorite thing to hate on? Favorite thing to hate on. No, I'm just kidding. I don't want to say. <laughs> now, favorite thing to hate on is, uh, it's easy to hate on something stupid like that. Um, you know what? You know what? It's easy. Uh, what's easy to hate on? Man. You know what? It's easy to hate on, uh. It's easy to hate on people that are doing better than you. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's easy to just hate on fucking people that are more successful. Because sometimes sometimes you're like, damn, you know, you might not personally like their stuff. And you're just yeah. like, God, that's just kind of garbagey. But yet, like, how they're so falling. Yeah. yeah, but then you just have to realize that they're blessed. And and they, they're blessed. And that's the, that happened for them. And it's good. Yeah. You know, you can't really be mad. Like, just, you can be mad for a hot second. I mean, I see some horrible young thug or I see some horrible ass shit I'm in love with the Coco you know that kind of like I love McConan you know that kind of like see how see how easy it is to hate see how easy it is <laughs> just start rattling, start rattling them, off. them off like going up on a Tuesday like you know what I mean it's like so easy to hate yeah you know so so but you gotta wish them well cause they're blessed even though it's just not your shit I think that's a good place I, to hate I used to yeah I yeah. used to you know what that one of those songs like going up on a Tuesday, shit like that, right? I remember hating the fuck out of shit like that, and then walking to the bus stop and seeing a girl, a little kid, like eight years old, seven years old, and that's their shit. And then that's when I realized I was like, this shit is just not for me. Yeah, yeah. But it's like I, I'll that's hate on. It. I'll hate on a song hard, and then I see like a kid or somebody just like loves loving the shit out of it, and I'm just like, dude, if it makes their heart happy, then. Then uh, yeah. you know, like can't argue it. Then really. this Juicy J song might be fucking 
it dope after all. I just don't <laughs> like it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's all good. You know what I mean? That's a great place to end it. For sure. Yeah. Rick, right. thanks for being on the show. Rick Scales, you can follow him at the yeah, They Call Me Scales. Yeah, They Call Me Scales. On, on Twitter? Everything. On everything. They yeah, Call Me man. Scales. Or you can uh, at the Fresh State you got, Crew. You got to come by, man, and be com. part of the shows, man, because it, it's definitely, sometimes we, I, I, it, it works. You know what I'm saying? I, I need that. I need that voice, too, man. You know what I'm saying? Yep. My girl Su- Susie is always telling me, you need a co-host permanently, but I'm like, it's just like, Palencia. Some, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you come out. She's the the most um, prolific. Um, what is that? What's that thing that they stream? Like that streaming thing? Um, no, per- no, no. Periscope. On, on Periscope. She's the most prolific Periscope She's on it, person right? ever. She told me about that. I need to get on that, but it's like I can only do so much. Yeah. I'm stuck with that. You've been on her Periscope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I did an episode with her. Yeah. I like IG. I like IG and I like this podcast, so I'm cool with that. I, I might dip into Periscope one day, yeah. but I'm cool. But. But uh, yeah, man, t- tell them about the, the website and all the Yeah, shows, guys, man. make sure you check everything out at platformcollection.com. If you're following us on iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn, you guys can go over to platformcollection.com and see the entire, the plethora of shows uh, from the Tumex Hologram 21 podcast. episodes deep. 21 now. episodes deep. Never thought we'd get here, and we're here. Man, I'm, I, from a phone conversation to from a phone 21. Conversation. 20... Let's take it back even farther. I think it was an Instagram. You put up an Instagram that Post. you were thinking about doing a podcast uh, shout out to Bonnie Blue. Bonnie Blue uh, attached one that, my name to yeah. it, and then conversations happened. And so let's thank Bonnie, man. Bonnie, yeah, shout shit. out to Bonnie. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I miss Bonnie. I haven't seen her too yeah. much. She's back in town, right? She's back in town. She was just on uh, Crappy Awesome. Dope, dope. And um, and just to let people know, you know, you know, if you are a fan or if you really want to ever listen to my music, which is pretty much the most important shit to me, um, I've got my own stuff, man. It's a uh, what is it? Bandcamp. 2mex.bandcamp.com and we've got about got I've got a good 230 songs up on there right now and uh, check it out you know what I'm saying also just support support the shows if you're in the Los Angeles area come out to the Ryan Fest or come out to the shows that we throw and yeah man if you and and support me and my branding man I'm, I'm expanding myself into into a branding I'm actually I read a book a long time ago called How a Brand Becomes an Icon and uh, I'm about to find that book again and reread it but uh, just get my branding on, man. I, I've got, I've got a bunch of stuff that I'm messing with, man. I'm actually about to have my own shatter, gangster. About to have my own weed, like in the in the name of corrupts moon rocks. I'm about to have my own shatter, my own crumble, and all that stuff. So, you know, the good people at Best Extracts, man. And also, too, this is the last little plug. Thrive.life, man. Thrive.life is this, this technologies company that's backing me on, on throwing shows, and they're Shout about to, to back them. me, man. Dude, Thrive.life's about to back me on. Uh, we're about to do everything from artist management to I'm actually trying to throw something on the level of pay dues. I'm trying to br- bring back the hip-hop rave. I'm trying to throw a pay, nice. like a pay due size show, pure hip-hop. So, you know, I wear those hats also besides just talking a bunch of shit and being a fucking just a weirdo on, on the internet. So... You know what I'm saying? Be happy for me. Be blessed, man, to everybody that listens. I appreciate you to the fullest. And be blessed because we are, dude. And just, you know, we'll keep moving forward and figuring shit out. And if you don't like pumping hot, then I don't know what the fuck's wrong with you. You're a fucking robot. I'm out.